April of 2017, the Merrimack River began to rise, and the Merrimack River runs through Missouri. And on May 3rd, 2017, it crested at 46 feet, the highest ever recorded. And it, it was a flood, and it created uh, quite a bit of damage throughout uh, the area connected to the river. But there was one bright spot, and that was a little town called Eureka, in Eureka, Missouri, a little town of only 2,000 residents, but they all got together and saved the historic downtown district. 2,000 people filled and placed over 200,000 sandbags. Isn't that amazing? And so I've got some pictures here. You can see the, the flood is running through the streets like a river, and yet the buildings are saved because the town came together. And I think this is a great picture of the church because everyone was working. From the kids to the adults, no one was sitting around watching. Everyone was participating. Everyone had a job to do. Everyone was contributing, and the mission was accomplished. See, the church is an all-hands-on-deck mission. Everyone, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are called and gifted by God to play an important role. Now, let me contrast uh, Eureka with the World Cup, which is pretty cool, by the way. Uh, we're down to four, right? Uh, now, the World Cup starts with 32 national teams. Each team has 23 players. That includes three goalies. But they only field 11 uh, players at any given time. And most of the teammates never play during the World Cup because they're only allowed three or four substitutions total in a game. So a total of 746 players, and yet it's watched by well over a billion people. In fact, in 2014, uh, the last World Cup, uh, the finals between uh, Argentina and Germany 1.013 billion people tuned in to watch. That's not a picture of the church. Or at least it's not a picture of the way the church is supposed to be. Right? We're not, there aren't just supposed to be a few players out on the field and then everybody else watching and cheering on. No. The church is to be much more like Eureka. Everyone is involved in the great mission. So we are studying this summer uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, which was originally a letter penned by the Apostle Paul to the uh, Corinthian church, a church that he planted. He now was living in Ephesus, but some folks from uh, Corinth had visited him, given him some concerning news about the church, and also brought him some theological questions. And so he writes this letter uh, to correct the problems in the church and answer their theological questions. If you've missed any of the um, uh, earlier sermons, you can catch up online, clearwater.church. You can download the Clearwater Church app onto your smartphone and uh, kind of take us with, us with you on the go. So in our text today, the Apostle Paul makes this very important point. Every Christian... These are my words. I'm summarizing. Every Christian is empowered by the Holy Spirit to build up the church. 
And every church whose people use their gifts is healthy and effective. That's the big idea. Every Christian is gifted by the Spirit, called by the Spirit, to serve the church and build it up. And, and when uh, any ch local church that has lots of people using their gifts, it's going to be healthy and effective. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 4. Now, we've skipped chapter 11. We're going to come back to it in the, the next two weeks. Uh, I jumped to chapter 12 because this Thursday night, we are starting a six-week Bible study on uh, spiritual gifts. We're calling it SHAPE. Uh, learn how God has uniquely designed you to build up His church. And so we figured this would be an appropriate sermon to sort of uh, start our appetites for, for discovering our gifting. So it's going to be uh, this Thursday and for the six Thursdays in a row right here at Wendler Middle School. And at 6 o'clock, we'll have a barbecue together, and then at seven, from 7 to 8, we'll do the study. Kids are involved, uh, invited. We'll have uh, stuff for the kids to do. Actually, if you don't mind, I know I'm throwing it, catching you on the spot, but if you raised your hand, if you intend to come, that actually would help us plan food. Oh, yeah. Louise, look around. Here we go. Awesome. We're not going to count you, just giving a sense. Thank you. So here we are, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So the first thing I want to uh, point out here is that God is sovereign over the gifts. Look at verse 11. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Now later in the text we're told... Uh, that we should desire the greater gifts. Of course, the greatest gift is love. Uh, but it is ultimately the Spirit of God who uh, apportions. He decides to whom He's going to give what gift, and He empowers that gift. Translation, there is absolutely no room for pride. You did not get your gift because you warrant it. There is nowhere in Scripture that even hints at the idea that God gives better gifts to, to those He likes better or those He considers more worthy. Absolutely not. God, in His sovereignty, just says, I'm going to give you this gift, and I'm going to give you this gift, and I'm going to give you this gift. And He also is the one who gives us the power to make use of the gifts. So there is no room for pride at all. 
It's all to the glory of God. Now, the second thing I want to point out is that there are many different gifts. Look again at verse 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities. Okay, service, gifts, activities, this sort of encompasses everything that's going on uh, within the church as it seeks to fulfill its mission to win people to Christ and teach them to obey all that Christ has commanded. Uh, There are people exercising gifts, people serving, people who are being active, and uh, God is behind it empowering all of that. Now, in this text, a number of gifts are noted. But I want to say that this is not the kind of ultimate list. Uh, In Romans and Ephesians and 1 Peter, there are other lists given, some overlap and some additional and even all four of these lists combined doesn't, uh, isn't exhaustive. The point is, is not to spell out all the gifts. It's just to say the Spirit of God uh, is active, giving lots of different gifts to His people. Why? Because the church has a whole lot of different needs. In fact, there are probably as many gifts as there are needs. So let me just... Uh, Uh, note or underline some of these. 421 is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom to another the utterance of knowledge. You wish I would define these. I thought about it, but actually I'm punting that to week 14. Uh, Week 14, we're going to talk about uh, the spiritual gifts and uh, and try to answer that super thorny question of uh, are all the gifts... Uh, in, in play today, or are any, were any of the gifts kind of specific to the establishment of the church and its time? So we'll talk more about this, these gifts uh, in chapter 14. So utterance of wisdom, utterance of knowledge, to another faith, to another gifts of healing, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues and then later in the in the text helping and ad, and administrating so there are lots of different gifts and so uh, in fact the gift that god has given you maybe you haven't even seen it played before and so uh, don't just look around and say well there's nothing that i feel Uh, gifted at, nothing that uh, inspires and excites me. It might be that God's given you something uh, new to contribute here at Clearwater Church. The third thing I want to underline is uh, the fact that the purpose of every gift is to put it on a shelf and, and look at it. The purpose of every gift is to make you feel important. No! Verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. The purpose of every gift is to build up the body of Christ. God gives you a gift to serve other people. This is a concept my daughters, I don't think, have grasped yet. Can you imagine me giving Morgan, Morgan, this is a gift. I'm giving it to you for your birthday. 
And the whole point is for you to serve Aubrey. What do you think she'd say? That is not a birthday gift. No. Right? So this is not the way we typically think of gifts. But God gives us gifts to use for the benefit of other people. Now, of course, uh, being a part of a healthy, effective church does bless us as well. But a gift, a spiritual gift, cannot be enjoyed unless it is employed. It's like getting a soccer ball. You don't get a soccer ball and enjoy it by putting it on a shelf. You get a soccer ball, you enjoy a soccer ball by kicking it around with other people. A gift cannot be enjoyed unless it is employed. So if you're not using your spiritual gift, you're not getting the joy that comes from that gift. All right, let's continue reading in verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. So here he's referencing uh, ethnic diversity and socioeconomic diversity. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. That's what, you know, that is what the foot sounds like. And, and if the ear should say, and I, I gave the ear a high voice, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. I did work on these voices. I know. <laughs> if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So here Paul introduces a key metaphor uh, of the church, and it's the idea of uh, the church as a human body. And a human body has lots of different parts, uh, but there's one body. And here, here we see that uh, the gifts are intended to promote unity, but not uniformity. God is very interested in His church being unified, but not uniform. God loves diversity. He loves racial diversity. He loves socioeconomic diversity. He loves diversity in uh, intellect, diversity in education, diversity in interest. God likes diversity, and he likes his churches to be diverse. And in fact, I think diversity should be uh, a goal of our church. And... So we should, we should up, applaud and promote all kinds of diversity and celebrate it. God's not interested in uniformity, but he is interested in unity. And he's saying, look, just because you're different from each other, just because you have different interests and different gifts, uh, that shouldn't make you feel like an outsider. Just because you're not like the rest of people 
don't, don't make the mistake of saying, well, then I don't belong. You absolutely belong. The, the, the foot can't say, hey, I don't, I'm not like the ear, so I don't belong to the body. Yes, you do. That's the church. 1st 21 we continue the eye cannot say to the hand I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet I'm running out of voices I have no need of you on the contrary the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable we bestow the greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. Are you a presentable part or an unpresentable part? But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And so here we see that every gift is equally important. Every gift is equally important. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Now, in the church, some of the spiritual gifts are more upfront gifts, and some are more behind-the-scenes gifts. And listen, it is super tempting to, to think that the upfront gifts are the most important, because they're the most public, right? Oh, the preaching gift. Mike's the most important person in the church, has the most important gift. That is not true according to the Bible. Uh, we have had some people from the church bring meals to the Gordons, while Karen's in the hospital. Is that important? Absolutely important. Think how critically important that is uh, for the Gordon family right now to feel like I'm a part of a church that cares and loves me. For them, it's more important than the sermon. In fact, they're not even here today because <laughs> they're in the hospital. For the kids, the kids, they're back there. Which gift is, is more important to them? It's these Sunday school teachers who are loving on them and singing songs with them and teaching them about Jesus. Every gift, uh, even the ones that aren't seen. Some people labor in administration, uh, and behind the scenes they are uh, putting brochures together, and they're lining up ministry, and they're getting the pieces all, all to fit. And that's incredibly important. All these gifts are, are equally important. If we want to have a healthy body a fully functioning body, and if we want to be effective in our mission, the one that God has given us, we need everybody's gifts at play. I need you, and you need me. There's mutual dependence, and so we should show each other respect, right? And we should call each other out. Hey, I need you to be employing your gift. It's very important for the health of our church. And you uh, encouraging me. Final point I want to make is that every Christian, and I've been saying it without quite saying, but let me say it. Every Christian is gifted by God to serve the church. 
every Christian, no matter your age, no matter how long you have been a follower of Christ, no no matter your uh, theological level of education, if you are a Christian and dwelt with His Spirit, you are empowered to serve the church, and you have an important role to play. And we need you to play that role. So what's standing in the way? So I thought about some possible obstacles uh, for us as a church to have full employment. But before I go there, let me just uh, state this. The health of our church is directly linked to uh, how well we are all using our gifts. If we want a healthy church, effective in its mission to reach the world with the gospel, we need to all be using our gifts. The more we're doing that, the healthier we are, the more effective we are. And that's the kind of church we want, right? So what is standing in your way? We want to be the church. Go back to the uh, Eureka we want, to, we want to be a church where everybody's involved in filling the sandbags and placing the sandbags. We're all 100% employment. So what's standing in your way? It could be that you don't know your gifting. I don't know how God has gifted me. I don't know my shape. Well, come Thursday nights, uh, six weeks, where you can explore that and look at biblical teaching on it and prayerfully consider how God has wired you could be that you doubt your ability or your worthiness. What do I have to contribute? Or I'm not worthy to contribute anything. Well, there you have to have faith and you have to trust God in His teaching in Scripture, which trumps your feelings, right? Let the Word of God trump your feeling. And God says, I have gifted everyone. To each He has apportioned, and He will empower you. Maybe you just don't know opportunities. I don't know what, what to do. Uh, I, I, I benefited tremendously by people coming to me and saying, Mike, I see this in you. Would you like to try this? And as a young man, that was critically important. And I have often wondered, why didn't I, you know, why didn't I raise my hand? I didn't. I didn't say, hey, here I am. Use me. It required somebody else coming to me and calling, calling my gifting out. And so we could do that for each other. But... Uh, if you don't know your opportunities, please come talk to us. Pastor James is going to be right back there, that get, get info sign after the church. He would love to talk with you about uh, how you might be involved. And the fact is, we might not have a, a currently have a ministry uh, that excites you or lines up with your gifting and calling. That's okay. Create one. That's how we got the Norvik min- mission. Uh, Greg came to me four years ago, took me to lunch. That's always a good one. He took me to lunch. It was Thai food. I loved it. It was Thai food, so I was already kind of in the mood to say yes. Spring rolls. I think I had spring rolls. It was good. And then he said, hey, there's an opportunity to do a vacation Bible school in Norvik, Alaska. I would like to lead it. I'll commit to leading it for two years, uh, and here's how the, the, the help I need from the church. I said, let's do it. And now here we are four years later. His two years have become four years, right? And now he's an elder in the church. So 
look, Thai food goes, who knows where it's going to go? So there could be, uh, God could be calling you to lead Clearwater Church into uh, a new ministry and greater ministry, and that's awesome. Now, it might be that the barrier is that you don't value uh, the church enough. And James hit this last year. He said, look, God promises us a spiritual crown. Uh, there, is a, uh, there is a reward to be won. And do we, do we really think that on that day when we get the spiritual reward that God promises, we're going to say, what's this? That's pathetic. That wasn't worth my giving up some of my earthly life. No way. God is good, and he gives good gifts to his children. And whatever it is, we don't know what it is. We doubt it's a uh, we doubt it's a wreath made out of leaves, but maybe it is. Uh, but it's going to be good, and it's worth our uh, investment. And then finally, it, it could be that you just say, "Look, I I don't have any margin in life. I don't know how to fit it in." And that's where you or, you reorder your life. The Christian life is a bodily act. Uh, getting our, our theology right is only the beginning. The, imp, the, Christian, the implications of the Christian life are bodily. Serving the church, participating in God's great mission, doesn't come about in the head. It comes about in, in your body, which means it takes time and it takes energy. And you will have to reorder your life in order to participate more in, in the, the life of the church. It, it's just the reality. You're going to have to figure out uh, how to carve out maybe some Netflix out of your life, right? And, or whatever it is. But it's worth it. And so, uh, you, yeah, you've got to do the reordering your life so that you are available to serve in the church. What is, uh, what is standing in your way? We want to be like Eureka, all of us fully employed because we have an incredible mission. We've got the best news in the world and uh, people we love need to hear it.